London is no stranger to the fog, but rather than roll in, this mist seemed to rise, thick and slow, devouring the dark alleys of Whitechapel from the bottom up. Whitechapel Dark Mist, a Cthulhu by a Gaslight Mystery. So, our investigators made it from the cemetery to the police station with the help of a police escort in that they were being uh, essentially arrested. Um, but they brought it back, got to uh, show the ghoulish figure and um, to Reginald Probst and had a discussion with him where he was happy to point out on his board all the different things going on. The fog taking people, bodies exploding, now there's dog-like creatures and what's the deal with this naked, hairless, featureless man? And you guys uh, showed him the clue that you'd gotten that pointed towards uh, Flowers Butcher Shop. And he told you that there had been a reported sighting of one of the missing gentlemen. One. Philip Bradford. Philip Bradford. Thank you. As I bring that particular piece of information back up. So, um, there's a little bit of a bustle there at the police station as he's getting some folks ready to go check out the the crypt and see if the body of Jacko is still there. And then he's getting some other folks to take the body of this thing in. And as they're walking past and carrying this body draped in the canvas, the other guys, one of the guys there says, I don't know what this dog thing is, but it looks pretty ghoulish to me. <laughs> and it's now canon. And now canon. We may refer to him as ghouls. So, uh, you guys, how are you exiting? Out, out the front of the police station or out back into the uh, alleyway? I'd say probably out back out into the alleyway. Sure. I'll follow your lead. Okay. So our investigators step out in the alleyway with several leads to track down. The scene is yours. So I think we should probably go... Make a beeline to the butcher shop. You should keep an eye on Georgie. And if Georgie starts drawing our attention elsewhere, then we maybe think about going elsewhere. Yeah, but I can promise you if he wants to go somewhere else, he will make both of us well aware of it. He can be incredibly loud. Um, There was something that Reggie said that struck me. That, uh, that shop, that... Uh, Curiosities and collectibles. Yeah. There's something just something is catching my brain on that. I don't remember what it is, but something it's it's catching and I I have a feeling that I've either been there or somebody said something about but there's something about that shop and I just can't put my finger on it. Um but yeah, I mean, we can we can go check out the butcher shop. Just maybe, you know, no go barging in like, hey, are you delivering dead bodies today? Like, but, you know, check it out. And then I really want to make our way back to that curiosity shop because something is just something. I can't put my finger on it. There's something about that name. So I've known Rosalie for all of what? Three days. 
I don't even think it's been that long. I think, I think it's been I think two this days. is day two. I want to pull out my penny farthing. And I'm going to flip it a couple times. And while I'm flipping it, I'm going to be looking at her face to try to discern how um, I want to say involved, but that's not the right word. I want to see how passionate she is about the curiosities and collectibles idea. Okay, um, make me a psychology roll. Fifty-one against a fifty-seven. Nice. Um, she seems sincere, but also a little confused, like she's trying to put things together. Um, but I think with that role... Being an investigator for some time, it does look like she has somewhat of a hunch. And in my past, I have learned to trust people's hunches about things. So he gives one last flip of the penny farthing and looks at it for a second, closes his hand up and says, all right, let's let's make for the collectible shop, actually. The butcher shop will be there when we get finished, but let's go see what we can find there. We may find some information about Bradford that can help us track him down. Okay. Um, yeah, no, that sounds great. Okay, so the police station is on a corner and one of the roads is Whitechapel Road and mm-hmm. uh you know from having lived in this area for a long time that the both the butcher shop and the curiosity and collectibles shop are on Whitechapel Road. Um, down around the same area where the Copper Lion mm-hmm. was, but on the opposite side of the road. Not directly across from it, down the road a little bit, but on the opposite side. So, so a short walk, a couple blocks from the police station down Whitechapel. Um, the first one you come to would be the Curiosities Collectible Shop, and then there's another block or so past that to get to the butcher shop. Okay. Is okay. the shop currently open? So um, as you get there, uh, it is getting close to 8 o'clock now. Um, there is a, there's an older gentleman just coming up, and you can see him through the plate glass of the door, um, reaching up to a, to an open sign like he's about to, Flip it over. Um, I'm gonna kind of jaunt up and like, oh wait, wait, please, uh, me and me and my 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 gentleman friend here, we we just want a quick look around. I... Uh, he he opens the door, and says, "Please c- come right in." I was just about to close up shop, but always happy to to do something for for customers. Um, please come on in. Thank you. Uh, as you go in, you notice that the door has. Two plate glass windows on either side of it, and on one in kind of a banner script says curiosities, and on the other one it says collectibles, and there's like a big and for sand sign on the door, curiosities and collectibles, mm-hmm. um, and make me a spot hidden roll. I 
I rolled a five, which is an extreme success. Okay. So you notice that down towards the bottom of the uh, plate glass of the door, it says proprietor, Willem Green. Willem Green. Willem Green. I'm going to be looking around. I'm sort of close to her, but in a way that is conspicuously audible. Going to say, Rosalie, Philip was right about this place. Philip usually is. <laughs> um, it's 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 wonderful. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and step inside. Um, yeah. So it is a antiques and collectible thing. Right? There are rows of of tables and like tables on tables, so that you know, like making shelves and just a knickknacks all the way towards the back of of the shop is like a long desk like counter mm-hmm. um with you know his cash box and whatever he does and some little items on display um and you know, he's kind of holding the door open for you as you walk in and you guys mention philip says oh you know my philip do you i haven't seen him for a while he's one of them and they say have gone missing oh we we met him in passing quite a while back, and uh, he mentioned uh, your shop, and we just uh, finally on this side of uh, White Travel Road and decided to stop in, had a little bit of time. Um, but you said he's gone missing. All right, common knowledge right here. It's one of uh, four. Well, I, now I take that back. In fact, just uh, last night, I believe they said another one went missing. Some fellow by the name of Jacko. Um, so five guys have gone missing since then. Uh, don't know what it's all about, but uh, I know they found one of them dead just last night. Goodness. I know. Quite so goings on, people screaming about the Ripper again, but I know it ain't. It's long gone. And anyway, make yourselves at home. Look around the shop. I've got a few things that I'm just going to take care of here. And it goes back to the back. Um, it doesn't leave the room, right? Just like one big room, kind of long and narrow is his shop. Um, the aisleways in between the tables are pretty small. Everything's just packed in here. There's lamps and doodads and doohickeys and small chests and just cool little stuff that one might find curious or collectible. Nice. Um, so he goes back and he, he, he sits on kind of a high stool behind the back counter um, and, you know, he's like flipping through a ledger or something, writing some things in, looking over, flip, you know, counting pound notes or whatever. And, was, uh, you know, Philip used to do this for me, but since he's been gone, I find myself having to do it, do it, do it myself. And, uh, right, but, well, let us know if we can help you with anything. And then he, uh, he calls out and he says, um, Allison. Allison, come out here for a minute, please. And uh, this young girl, probably 12, um, comes out and, you know, he starts, he gives her some instructions quietly to her. and She, like, goes and grabs a broom and, and is just doing stuff around the shop while he continues his ledgering. 
I'm going to take a look around the shop. Mm -hmm. I'm specifically looking for books because Thomas Blanton had been going on and on about knowledge and other realms and things. So um, just while we're in this particular neighborhood, I'm looking for books to see if there's anything odd. Yeah, um, doesn't appear to be a place that deals in in books. If you're just looking, there's nothing. I'm going to mosey around the shop looking at things and make my way towards where the young girl, Allison, is working. Um, uh, Allison, what a, what a pretty name. Uh, oh, thank you. I'm Rosalie. It's very nice to meet you. Hi, Rosalie. Hi. I'm Allison. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, my friend Philip told me this door was very nice. Uh, did you know Philip? Philip is a nice man. I miss Philip. He's, he hasn't been around for, I don't know, three weeks maybe. Oh, I, w I wonder where he could have gone. Do you have any ideas where he could have gone? They say to? he's one of the missings. Oh, well, you look rather sharp. I can tell. I can tell it in your eyes, Allison, that you're a sharp young lady. Did you see anything that uh, would let you take a guess at where Philip may have gone? Yeah, he was, uh, goes up work one night and uh, left, and we ain't seen him since. Mm. You can ask my brother, though. Sometimes I think they, uh, was that same pub? The same pub? Do you remember what the name of the pub was? I don't know about both things, do I? Mm. Just a little girl I am. Well. Wouldn't be proper. <laughs> No, it wouldn't. But you're doing a great job. If I probably mean, my father would kill me if he found out. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Allison. I'm going to keep looking around, unless you know where all the good stuff is. What you're looking for? Anything shiny. Oh, we're really shining good stuff there in the counter right there back there with Pop. Oh, well, thank you. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to walk up to the counter. So, um. Philip had a friend he mentioned, I can't, I can't recall his name, but he said him and some friend used to go to this pub, and I can't remember which one, because I know there's a couple pubs around here, and he told me it was a good one. Do you, do you remember which one he may have been talking about? Yeah, I ain't got much time for pubs, and no, I'm not sure what Philip did with his off time. I know mm. he's a hell of a worker for me, but uh, yeah, my age is, just walk to shop, close up to shop, go to bed. That's my day. Certainly. All right. One of the joys in my world is she's my daughter Addison and, and my son Jonathan. Jonathan? Right. Does the name Jonathan Green ring anything to me? No. No? Okay. John Green, isn't he a YouTuber? <laughs> um, well, um. Make me a spot hidden roll. Ooh, spot hidden. A 24, which is a hard success. Okay. Um, so he, he's talking, right? The, his children are, you know, dear Addison over there, okay, clean up the shop for old men. You know, there'd be a lot of 12-year-old girls who'd be like wanting to run off and do their own thing, but here she is working hard. And 
And my boy Jonathan, well, he's a smart one, he is. His plan is he's going to go off to to America and maybe make himself something over there, you know. He's 17, I don't expect I'll see him for another year or so, you know. In about a year, he's probably going to be gone. He's saving up now for passage, he is. And he's just going on about how proud he is of his son right. and how proud he is of his daughter. And um, as you're standing there, you know, trying to be polite and listen to him, you notice that um, in the little display counter right there in front of him is um, this no. really intricate gold and green scarab brooch sitting sitting on the counter. That's um, it's got a little display case over it. It's like must be the most prized possession in this shop. You know, it's mm-hmm. front and center on the best rack. I don't know. And he's going on and on about his kids. And now Jonathan loves his little sister, Allison. And he's going to make his trip over to America as soon as he's got his passage saved up. And I know he's going to do big things over there. It's not right keeping him around here, right? It's time for him to go be his own man. I think he's got ideas. Well, I I wish him all the best and happiness, and um, I hope he finds him a nice young lady to settle down with and and make you proud. Um, what a, what a lovely piece this uh, this brooch is! It's it's absolutely stunning. Oh, it is my most prized possession. It is. Um, fella who was uh, traveling in 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 Egypt, in all the countries over there. I'm not really smart on all that stuff, but uh, he brought in one day. And, and I uh, want to know what I give him for it. And, well, um, probably gave it gave him less than it was worth because uh, I mean, you can see the gold and the inlay and, and this green part here. It's like jade and emeralds. It's 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 really quite beautiful. It's exquisite. Um, and he looks around. We'll give it to Jonathan when he uh, when he saves up. He's gonna take it with him. Be my little gift to him. Well, that is. That's an amazing piece, and I wish him all the best. Um, and yeah, um, coming from Egypt, you know, I always wonder if it might have some mystical properties. You read about the pyramids and stuff like that. Oh, wouldn't that be just that be exciting? Something? The adventure of a lifetime. Um, I figure if I give it to him, it might help him find a girl over there in America, right? Well, it certainly would work on me. <laughs> but I think I'm a little too old for Jonathan. Um, so... I'm going to head back towards Mr. Carter. Did you find anything, dear? No. Okay. Well, um. Can I do a perusal, not looking for books this time, just looking for anything that looks out of the ordinary, that doesn't look like something a grandmother would buy and put in a cabinet? No tchotchkes. Yeah, um. I didn't want to. Won't even require a roll. Um, I mean, there's a small range of value here from, oh my God, are you really trying to sell that thing? To, huh, that's probably worth a couple of pounds. But it's all these little knickknack things. You know, maybe the biggest thing he's got in here is like a steamer trunk with, you know, some faded out words put on it. And, you know, and Instead of selling it, he's probably got it open and filled up with a bunch of other little crap stuff. Um, but no, it's um, not the highest end uh, of stuff. 
but given the neighborhood he's in, anything more than what he's got in here would have been outpricing his customers, probably. Right. I haven't found much. Have you found anything? Um, no, not really. Uh, if you want, we can head on down the road. It's just a little bit up from here in the butcher shop. Okay. Well, we thank you for your time, and y'all have a wonderful evening. Thank you for staying open. Oh, right. Anytime you come in, then we've uh, we've got plenty of stuff. Oh, I certainly always will. happy to to help a customer. Well, all the best. Have a good evening. Okay. Head out the door. You walk out, little bell over the door jingles Ding. as you leave, and uh, you probably, as you turn and go down the road, you see out of the corner of your eye him moving up towards the front door of the shop, ready to flip the flip the sign over. Just a really pleasant young, pleasant older man. I'm going to stop and look at the windows for a second, try to sort out that feeling. Josephus, I think, I think I dreamt of this place. Like it's, I don't remember what I was doing here, but the, the signage, it's, it's exactly, well, it's not entirely the same, but it's kind of this, I don't know. It's the strangest thing. You do notice something you hadn't noticed before when you take a look at it. On the on the window that has curiosities on a little banner, um, in smaller print and down to the right, it says, Choice Collectibles. Choice. There's, there's something here. I just don't know what... Oh, I'm probably just billing being silly. Come on, let's go. All right, we're going to make for the butchers. The butcher shop. Okay. Um, doesn't take but a few minutes to get down there, and it is closed. Close. It is now a little after eight. And the uh, shops on this side or of the road are getting dark, and the pubs and stuff on the other side of the road are kind of lightening up. There are some pubs on this side of the road, but there seems to be a little bit of a division. Drinking and working. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm fairly used to the architecture in the area, yeah? Yeah. Is this butcher shop one with like an apartment upstairs that the proprietor would live in? It seems to be a recurring theme with most of the shops that they are used as both homes and places of business. Would I know where the home portion would be? Would most it be most likely in- right above it? Like the entire second floor. Rosalie, let's take a quick walk around and see if we see anything interesting. Certainly. And if we don't, a, somewhere, a cart somewhere. So, yeah, on on the uh, east side of the building, it butts right up with the next shop. But there is a small alleyway on the west side of the building that cuts between it and bakery shop next door. Okay. Is this the part where you tell me I didn't get the lantern back from Irish? Okay. No. I'm not feeling particularly cruel tonight. Mm-hmm. But keep pushing it. <laughs> so we'll walk around outside here. Mm-hmm. There's an alleyway to the west over here. And if we don't find anything inside, if we don't find anything outside, I'm going to try to get inside and see if we can find anything. But if that is the case, I may need your help to be sort of a lookout. Okay. 
So let's walk around, and while we're walking around, we are both going out of our way to be as quiet as possible, or at least I am. And I'm, I'm a prostitute taking a man down an alley. This does not look strange to anyone. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'll I'll be quiet. Sure, give me stealth rolls. Eighty-five. 67, fail. 85, fail. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you're trying to be quiet, walking down there, but like most of the alleys, there's just stuff in there sometimes. So you kick something, um, makes your hand jumble a little bit, which causes the lantern to like flash light several different ways. So, um, yeah, you figure if there's anybody else down this alley that they know you're there too but it doesn't take too long till you reach the end of the building and then the alleyway opens up into an open area that kind of runs behind these shops Mm -hmm. um and uh as you're getting to that area you can hear some movement and some voices right behind the butcher shop gonna shine the lantern in that direction Okay, well, you see a couple of butcher shop workers wearing, like, white overcoats. Um, one of them's got a white paper hat on, and they are, like, bringing out carcasses and just the day's refuse. Um Probably a lot of meowing cats around. They've maybe some dogs or something that they know the routine around here, and there might be some good eatings coming up. But uh, yeah, they are like dragging tubs of stuff that one might find as the refuge of a butcher shop. So, going to before we get too much in earshot, I'm going to sort of lean over to Rosalie and say, anything look familiar? The white coat, certainly. Yeah. All right, let's, uh, let's see what they have to say. Don't start off with anything too rough. Just, we're going to walk up and I'm going to Hey, you guys work at the butcher shop? And while I'm doing that, I'm going to shine the lantern around the stuff. Hey, you see, like, pools of red blood and, like, bones that meat has been cleaved away from and whatnot. And and the one guy is... Oh, we work in a butcher shop. Listen to this guy. We're out back of a butcher shop with nothing but dead cow shit in our hands, and you ask us, do we work in a butcher shop? Oh, this one's a right smart one, isn't he? I thought maybe you were on the way to a party or something and dressed up. What? Yeah, this is our party every day. Part of this animal and a part of that animal. Who is a party? So you... Been working all day then? Been working here all day? Oh, yeah. At this particular location? Right here? 
Well, this guy's just a fucking brilliant one, ain't he? It's like there's more than one location of fucking, fucking flowers, cuts and chops. This is the only one in the city. Where else should I be working? Right here from sun up to fucking, what time is it, Joe? It's eight fucking clock. That's what time it is. Time for a damn trip to a pub is what it is. Right, that's what I do. I come in, I cut some meat, and I give it to people, and then I leave after dumping all this shit out of the back, and I go have a beer. What else I'll be doing? Do it every day till Friday till old Bertrand gives me a, some cash, and then I'll go drink that up too. What the fuck are this guy's just brilliant as shit, isn't he? The guy who isn't talking is really quiet. <laughs> He's like, oh my God, here he goes again is that he's just annoyed with his friend, not seeing anything else on his face. No, he's just like suddenly emptying the buckets of junk and tossing it out and out in a really freaking sanitary he's way. He's the one who's thinking, if you spent half as much time getting the job done as you did complaining about it, we'd have been done already. <laughs> so uh, how many... Are you the owner of this business, or...? No, I wish. Uh, you've, again, and he looks over to the quiet one. Again with this brilliant motherfucker. <laughs> like I'm a, of course I'm not the owner. You think I'll be out here trashing the alleyway with this crap if I was the owner? No, uh -huh. he's sitting inside. Or his knife isn't comfy. Probably getting ready to eat his dinner because, you know, he's the owner. He'll do that shit. I can't leave till I was done. How many coworkers do you have here? Oh, damn, you asked a lot of questions for a brilliant motherfucker. <laughs> well, what's it to you now? You're starting to get a little bit uh, on the irritating side. You know, normally I can put up with a fool, but a fool asking too many questions, that gets a little irritating. I'm going to walk up and kind of like drape my hand on the door frame because like they're by the cart. You know, I'm going to by the dory to the back. I want to use sleight of hand to take like my handkerchief and stick it into the, the, the hole in the door so that when the door shuts, it won't latch. Give me a sleight of hand roll. A 58, which is a success. All right. Uh, you have managed to quietly stuff a handkerchief in a hole. And then I'm going to look at Carter and be like, Shug, I'm sure you've got money, but I charge by the hours. Is this really how you want to spend it? Uh, hey, I see you, miss. <laughs> yeah, my day's in and yours just beginning, isn't it? Yeah, you know, right. people got to work, sure. I don't know if I throw this one back too soon. As stiff as he is, he probably get everything he's got. Well, I know how to pick him, I suppose. Are you ready to go? Well, yeah, you might find a little bit more success if you headed down the alley the other way. It'd mm -hmm. be a nice little place, but... Uh, uh, even when we're down here and it's nice and quiet back here, it's going to stink like hell. You don't want to be, you know what I'm saying? I do. I have no interest in being in this alley any longer than I have to. But if he's paying, I go where he goes. All right. Well, then just give us a few minutes and we'll provide you with all the privacy you need. Mm. What do their shoes look like? <laughs> wow. Uh, brown work boots. Splashed with blood. Um, Judging by the footprints, do they have abnormally large feet? Better off asking Rosalie. 
I'm going to say they have standard size feet. Okay. Well, fine. We'll go. Did I drop a clue somewhere about a large feet? I, just, I don't want to know if, no. <laughs> if I'm screwing something up. Did I do anything? So, um, yeah, uh, they keep uh, doing what they're doing. Even after you guys kind of walk off, you can still hear the loud mouth one. He's always got something to say. Maybe a local soccer team, football team. Um, and the other one is just really quiet. And um, Yeah, and eventually you hear the door swing and, and slam shut as, as uh, they head back in. Um you guys chilling and scoping the place out? Uh, what you going to do? We'll follow the bug. Um, so let's move back up the alley, farther away from the back, and I'm going to pull Carter aside, and um, I managed to jam something in the catch of the door, so when they lock up for the night, the door shouldn't catch, and we should be able to slip in through the back all right, we just let's... need to hang out for a little while and let them pass. Why would we need to hang out? Mm, just, I guess we can follow the bug. I just don't want to get too far away. I don't want to be traipsing all over the city at this time of night. If he's eating dinner, then we need to... He's probably eating dinner upstairs, yeah. I want you. Okay. Wait on him to fall asleep with his fat tummy nice full and beef. full. Note to self, description of butcher, fat tummy. <laughs> gotcha. I'm just assuming so. Dude, it's like every trope is butcher ever, right? <laughs> Gotta have like a towel slung over him and like an apron half folded down. Just greasy as shit. Yeah. Um, I apologize it's if like you're, you're a in my head. <laughs> I know. I apologize if anybody in our viewers out there is a butcher. Um, yeah, so I'll pull Greg... Uh, Georgie. I keep calling him Gregory. Um, hey, you bought him. You want to rename him? Go right ahead. I want to ex- respect his identity. Um, so I'll pull Georgie out and kind of not Georgie shake him. Georgie is persistently but not uh, crazily walking forward and bumping into the glass at the direction pointing south Southwest. I'm going to hand it over to I'm Mr. Sorry, Carter. I'm sorry, Southeast. Um, which, did you make your navigate skill earlier? No, that was the one you, he used to draw that map. Right. Give me a navigate uh, check. Twenty-eight. So it's a fail. I have a ten percent chance. <laughs> All right, so yeah, you just know it's pointing south, southeast. I'm gonna hand it to Mister Carter. All right, there's Georgie for you. I'm going to, with the fingers I can spare from the lantern, put it on top of my head. The lantern or the bug? The bug. How will you see which way he's going? How would I see which way he's going if I didn't have the lantern in my hand? I walk with a cane, Rosalie. I can hold the lantern. Do you really walk with a cane? Yes. 
Don't you remember with Tadpole? He like stepped on his foot. Oh, that's right. And he pulled back the sheet off of the very first body with his cane. He's been using it. Um, I'll hold the lantern for you. Here, here, here. I don't actually need it to walk. It's more of a show thing, but I am using it now. So I hand her the lantern and we trade. So the jar is not the jar is not on my head. <laughs> okay, because that luck roll was going to suck <laughs> for you. <laughs> it's uh, up my butt. <laughs> <laughs> it's piloting me. <laughs> All right. So uh, basically, your plan here is to use the bug in the jar and As just keep trying to go the way that it is. Banging itself against the uh, the glass. All right, so the easiest way to do that, first of all, is um, uh, to get back to a south cutting road because Whitechapel Road essentially runs west east to west. east. Yeah. Right. Um, so if you double back a little bit, then you're <clears> going to get to. Uh, a road might be Commerce Road. I don't know uh, that cuts south uh, rather than working through a maze of, of alleyways. <coughs> that's right. your best bet. In my head, I'm remembering the map slightly. Is it seeming like it's going towards the Thames or the docks? South <coughs> southwest. I'm sorry, south southeast from where you're at is that direction. Towards the dock, and then so south would the be docks the are pretty big, eventually. right? And, and so just about anywhere you're here right now, if you went straight south, you'd get to the docks. Eventually, if you went south southeast, you'd get to the docks. Hell, if you went to southeast completely, you might catch the end of the <laughs> of the docks on that end. It's, it's pretty long strip of. A man-made dug-out area from the Thames that creates this like lock for the the ships to come in, and it's about the point where the Thames no longer becomes traversable by the big ships, and so the ships come in the Thames, and then they pull into this big opening that has been created for the docks, and it's where Speedwagon Company and all those others are at. But it's pretty long, so anything pointing southish. Is pointing towards the docks. Okay, so, so not yeah. only does that make sense, I probably over-explained it <laughs> a little bit. Fucker, <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna go south. Okay, so uh, as you're walking back up that road, uh, Whitechapel Road to get to Commerce Street to cut and go go south, um, you pass by um, the curiosities and collectibles, mm -hmm. and you go. And you're probably 30 yards down from that, and, and you hear the bell that was on the door uh, ring. And you do a quick look back, and, and you see that um, uh, Allison has stepped out and with her broom is, like, sweeping the front walk or something. Like, you know, her dad had told her to go, go do that. And, uh, and you look back just in time to see the fog rolling in from that side of the street. And then... One part of the fog, like in the center of it, stretches out in like this 15 or 20 foot egg shape from the cloud and just envelops Allison 
and then you hear her scream and the drag of her heels along the cobblestone as that that long tendril of fog comes back into the main body of the fog and then the fog starts to dissipate and Allison is gone and that's where we'll stop for that god damn it thanks everybody for joining us um we'll give Emily a minute here <laughs> thanks everybody for joining us we do our actual play Call of Cthulhu Whitechapel Dark Mist a setting of our own making a story of our own telling um, every Tuesday night from 7 to 9 so we hope you join us back you'll join us back here next week for the continuation of this little mystery also on Saturdays from 7 to 9 you can catch us doing our TTRPG Gabin we talk TTRPG stuff. We might build an adventure or character, talk about what's out there in the TTRPG world. And that Saturday's from 7 to 9. Join us for that too. Mm -hmm. Say special thanks to Ian for joining us on the stream watching tonight. Uh, thanks for being there. Hope you get to feeling better. Thanks for joining our Discord server. Anybody else watching, uh, feel free to click on our Discord server. Come join us and, and hang out with us when you can. Ian, hope you get to feeling better. Thanks for watching us. See you all in therapy. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.